0: You're listening to Don't Waste Water. We have a lot of folks who are going to retire very soon within the next five, ten years. And with their retirements, a large amount of institutional knowledge will leave these drinking water and wastewater systems.
1: Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Don't Waste Water podcast.
0: And this is a career. You can have a lifelong 30-year job where you have dependable living wage throughout your entire life. That's something that we need to do a better job of raising awareness.
1: I'm your host, Antoine Valter, and in today's episode, I'm delighted to welcome Kendra Morris
0: as my guest. If you don't know how to teach people to include people that are diverse, then you're probably not going to integrate them very well into your workforce and your culture. Kendra
1: is president Northeast Region at Vulia North America and... I am a,
0: uh, a champion
1: of water professionals. She'll explain what that means in a minute.
0: Most people in the US can't pronounce Veolia's name. So when they see our name, they don't understand what it is that we do.
1: Veolia North America helps customers address environmental and sustainability challenges in energy, water and waste. At the end of 2022, I discussed the silver wave the water sector is facing on that microphone. Well, sorry to start 2024 that way, but as Kendra will explain in a minute, that wave turned into a tsunami, and it's about time we learn how to surf it. So this week I'm releasing two twin episodes: the one you're currently listening to—that's a great choice, stay here—and the conversation with Lyle King from Influx Search, where we look at the water job market dynamics from a complementary perspective. So if you haven't heard Lyle yet, add it to your playlist and you know what to do after finishing this one. In this episode, we'll discuss the role of a water champion, how to tackle the silver tsunami through workforce development in general, and the Veolia Academy in particular, industry awareness and branding, and finally diversity and inclusion. I had a blast recording this conversation at the Rethinking Water conference organized by Science Water at the Columbia Water Center in New York. Thanks again to Alex Lukopoulos and the science team for inviting me over, if you'd like more insights into what Science Water is building and how they address the water challenges in the US. Check out the episode 10 of this season 10 How to Buy a Water Company and Turn in a Profit with Tom Rooney, Alex Bueller, and Damian Giorgino. The link is in the description. And without further ado, let me welcome Kendra Morris. Hi, Kendra. Welcome to the show. Thank you. In just one sentence, what would be your elevator pitch for your role at VIOLIA today?
0: I am a, uh, a champion of water professionals who are doing their best every day to make sure we're providing clean, reliable water and wastewater services to the communities in which we operate.
1: A champion of water professionals, what is that exactly?
0: Champion of water professionals, my job is to help uh, the 900 employees that are working within the Northeast region to understand, you know, why do we show up to work every day? For what purpose are we showing up to work every day? It's to protect the public health of the communities in which we're operating. It's to help promote economic development of the communities in which we're operating by providing resilient and reliable infrastructure. Helping to be a cheerleader uh, for these employees is necessary because sometimes when you are at the, the ground level and the field level, right, you kind of lose the broader picture of how your individual job plays a very important part in people's lives. And my job is to help them see what role and what purpose they are serving in the broader picture.
1: Does that mean you're trying to fight the silver wave in those jobs and to create new vocations?
0: Absolutely. So silver tsunami, right, is coming. And what are we we have uh, half of the workforce is going to retire in about...
1: stopping at the wave, but you're talking of tsunamis, so it, it escalated.
0: T- it escalated, absolutely. We have a lot of folks who are going to retire very soon, within the next 5, 10 years. And with their retirements, a large amount of institutional knowledge will leave these drinking water and wastewater systems. And so I am very, very focused on developing internship programs with state technical high schools. For example, in Connecticut, we've developed a partnership with the state technical high schools where we're getting income seniors to high school to spend six weeks in their summer working at one of our plants, one of the city plants in which we operate, and then throughout their whole senior year they continue to work there with the idea that when they graduate they'll be eligible to apply for a full-time job and come and work. What we're looking for is to be able to find residents, who live in the communities in which we operate, so they can be employees. Because if you have local locally-based employees, it not only builds trust with the community, but it also just helps improve the, the value of what our work is and-, and There's The
1: a sense of purpose. Absolutely, the sense yep. of
0: purpose. We're very focused on trying to build up this pipeline of workers through internships. And the other thing is people want jobs, and they don't know that the water career exists. And this is a career. You can have a lifelong 30-year job where you have dependable living wage throughout your entire life that's something that we need to do a better job of raising awareness.
1: How do you explain that you have to raise that awareness? If you look at the studies in the U.S., the base job in the water sector pays about 20% more than the average base job in the U.S., generally speaking. So it's rather a financially attractive sector. And yet, as you said, the average worker is five or six years older than the average of the U.S. So the demographics don't speak in the right direction, even if financials and the sense of purpose should be good reasons to work in water. So how do you explain that dichotomy?
0: I don't know if I can explain that. Yeah. Um, what we find is that we attract people usually because of the wage, right? And because we can guarantee them a job, a permanent full-time job. And people stay because of the sense of purpose. I don't know how to explain the dichotomy. When we see If anyone ever leaves, it's usually to find a higher paying job. And oftentimes we find they will come back to the water industry because that higher paying job did not provide that sense of satisfaction that they had in their prior job working for us.
1: It's especially interesting if COVID has brought something, is that importance of purpose in what we do. We've seen wave of generations which were just leaving their job because there was no purpose. So we should see the trickle effect in the water sector, which is one of, if not the most purposeful... Sector in the world, so why don't we see those effects? Why do we need champions?
0: I think people don't know that water is a career option. They don't know who Veolia is, for example. Most people in the U.S. can't pronounce Veolia's name, so when they see our name, they don't understand what it is that we do. And even beyond water, Veolia has, you know, the hazardous waste uh, disposal. They have an energy efficiency business line, and just in the U.S., right? We're a global company, but in the U.S., no one knows what our name means. And as you start to explain it to people and say, "Oh, that sounds wonderful," how have I not heard of you yet and that's what i mean by having to raise awareness and i think that conferences like the rethinking water conference or awwa or even any type of municipal conference or even a job fair we need to be present at these and sharing our story and what we do
1: but that would be already middle of the funnel if you're coming to that conference, you're well aware that the water sector exists and that it is a career.
0: Yep, so municipal manager conferences perhaps or like, you know, areas that don't typically understand or talk about water, but increasingly are talking about water. If you go to a league of municipalities, for example, or the US Conference of Mayors, they have a water council and they're talking about water challenges that these mayors are facing. And we participate in that and provide an expert, um, you know, opinion and perspective to share with them. Increasingly, you're starting to see that topic be brought up on the municipal level, which is critical. The other thing is everyone wants jobs. And so as soon as you start talking about the water workforce and have the, this be a lifelong career, that perks a lot of ears. And this year, actually, Veolia has announced Veolia Academy. Veolia Academy is an online training course for water and wastewater professionals to get certified. If you're certified, you can get a license. And if you get a license, then you're set for your life, pretty much. And Veolia decided we're going to allow anyone to take these courses for free, whether it's our comp petition, whether it's municipal workers who don't use Veolia as a contract operator, doesn't matter. The need for educating the next generation of water workforce is so great that Veolia just said, you know what, we're going to invest in this and we're going to open it up to everyone because a rising tide will raise all bills.
1: How long is a typical courses you take on this?
0: There's dozens of different, under drinking water treatment, under drinking water distribution, under wastewater treatment, under wastewater collection, there are dozens of different courses and every state has a different certification requirement, and so what Veolia did is try to get accredited with every single state so that our courses do apply to their ultimate accreditation.
1: Xylem has been sponsoring Manchester City. They have drawn billions of eyeballs on the water topic. How does that converge down the funnel? I don't know, but at least you're bringing a large portion on the top of the funnel. Veolia, as far as I remember, doesn't have this kind of sponsorship agreement like, I don't know, with the Dallas Broncos or with the Los Angeles Lakers or with the New York Knicks, with New York. Do you think that is the type of awareness which would bring something.
0: Violia has very strict uh, ethics and compliance policies that um, very much prevent us from doing those types of sponsorships. Because we're involved in so much municipal work and municipalities have their own gifts or entertainment or sponsorship bylaws, we as a company have just said to make sure that all of our hands are clean and there's no question about it, like we're very strict on what we're able to sponsor. Sponsoring very large entities like the the, sports team or something like that is... Not in our wheelhouse. I agree it would raise awareness, though.
1: (laughs) Awareness is one thing, but you need then to to bring it down the funnel. So I I don't know how much of the 1 billion people who watched the Bordula saying that water matters then really consider that as a career option, though. So it's still debatable, but it's interesting. Is the champion role something which is specific to Vodera, or is it something you were doing at Suez? in the past
0: I think it's applicable to anyone who's working in any utility field quite honestly you have a lot of people who show up to work every day doing the right thing and they don't get the recognition they deserve you have people out in the middle of snowstorms making sure that water is still flowing they never get the recognition they deserve so I see that and I want to make sure that they understand how much we as a company appreciate them or as a city appreciates them so no not specific to Violia or Suez
1: I just wanted to bring the message across it's not that that Violia is unattractive it's that the sector (laughs) is difficult I have no clue about the US statistic for that one, if it exists, but worldwide, 83% of water workers are male and 17% are female, which first means that there are more female pastors and taxi drivers than female water professionals, which is surprising when you think of it, but also means that we are simply not tapping in the entire talent pool out there. Is it one aspect you're looking at?
0: Absolutely. Diversity in the workforce is a huge priority for us. It's necessary in order to get different types of perspectives that make us perform our work so well. For example, if I show up and the mayor is female, I'm sure in some way, shape or form, she appreciates having a female across the table from her. We are seeing a smaller number of females that are in the the field or at the plant, and I think that just goes back to the history of how did we attract workers many workers will come in from the construction industry which also is historically mostly male we are starting to see that change And I like to remind people whenever I'm out on site visiting um, how important it is for us to have diversity, whether that's female, male, someone from a different religion, someone from a different ethnic background, economic background. I mean, diversity is going to make us all stronger. And how do we prepare ourselves to include everyone? We're doing a lot of inclusion training right now that comes as part of a critical driver of DEI, right? If you don't know how to teach people to include people that are diverse, then you're probably not going to integrate them very well into your workforce and your culture. And so... Trying to change the culture um, from that element is important, and I, I do a lot of work in that when I go visit our team's cool.
1: I guess you can't be what you can't see. So it's about having some role models and also creating the patterns and then be able to repeat that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, my boss, who is the CEO of Municipal Water, is a female and the head of the entire Veolia group globally is a female. There's a lot of females in leadership positions, and that's intentional to try to exactly, like you said, have someone in the role that can uh, demonstrate to younger professionals like this could be you one day. It's possible.
1: I think, unfortunately, xylem missed the opportunity with the retirement of Patrick Decker because you have Veolia having female CEO, Suez having a female CEO, American Waterworks having a female CEO. So it could have been the entire top five. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe we took all the good ones. <laughs> so
1: that's, that's also possible. It's
0: very valid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is hard, right, if you don't. And we, I personally work very hard on trying to identify young females um, that are high potentials in our organization and help coach them. You need coaching. You need to help them train and understand what does it mean to operate at a certain leadership level. And I think for a long time that hadn't been provided to females. So that's also one reason why there might not be a large pipeline line of female workers that are eligible for these jobs.
1: I have a crystal ball question to round it off. If you look now into five, ten years in the future, what will tell you that you have a positive impact?
0: This is going to be an interesting answer. Being able to have reliable data on our drinking water and wastewater systems that is standardized across maybe Veolia and all of the water industry, if I can make a hope. In five years, that might be a little ambitious. But being able to have that standardized data on which we can rely and make operational decisions, to me, would be the absolute next step to us being able to elevate the water industry and be able to continue to provide clean and reliable water and wastewater service. We are missing that element now. Earlier today, someone had mentioned it's the the clipboard cowboys, or he said something like that, right? Today, we're still very much doing that and trying to push into this digital age. And that's critical for the water industry to really get out into the next uh, level.
1: I love the answer. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Hope to see your vision come true and to see your efforts as a champion being crowned with success as well.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate this. And thank you for your podcast and raising awareness. My pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Don't Waste Water. This podcast was brought to you by GF Piping Systems loved this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. See you next time!